welcome to the Tuto Dopio podcast, the show about an American couple totally in love who <laughs> unplugs and uproots and leaves the heartland of America, St. Louis, Missouri, for a teeny tiny farm in a beautiful part of rural Italy. It is going to be a fantastic adventure, and we're happy to share it with you and have you join along with us. Today is Wednesday, April 2nd. 2014. I am your co-host, Bob, and I'm joined by my beautiful wife and Uber Foxy Coco host, Gina. Say hi, Gina. Hi. What do you think? <laughs> we got a bonus podcast. I know. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Well, tell us about it. Oh, so it's uh, our neighbors, Gussie and Patrick, talking to us about their four and a half years uh, that they spent in Tuscany. As a very young family, including yes. the birth of their first daughter. Yes, yes. This is a great family. We love them so much, and it was so much fun to have them come down and tell us a little bit about what that was like, right? Yeah, yeah it was great. Okay, so here it is. Here's our interview with Gussie and Patrick from down the street. Okay, so this week um, we're really, really excited because Gussie and Patrick, our, our dear friends who live down the street from us, um, are joining us. And we wanted to have you on to talk about your time in Italy. So you guys moved there. Well, Patrick, you've been there multiple times. Correct, yeah. Um, and Gussie, you moved there. Well, you were just leaving for Italy or you were already there. I had been in Italy for... Uh, a little bit, no, a year and a half, because I went over in March of 07, worked on an internship for a freight forwarding company over there for about four months or so. Okay. And while I was over there, I found a job, uh, which I eventually worked at for uh, five and a half years. Yeah. Uh, so I was over there, came back um, for a month or so, uh, started my job in October, and then uh, we got married in August of 08. So, um... So actually, the first time I went over was, you know, since we were going to be moving over there with a family, you know, we needed to make arrangements, figure out where they were going to go to school, figure out where we were going to live, see, you know, exactly what we needed to bring or what we could, you know, just get while we were over there. Um, so I went over maybe... In June? Yeah, yeah a couple months before we made Christmas the big move. Oh, yeah. Okay. Realized that I was going to bring my own linens, I was going to bring my own silverware, I was going to bring little knickknacks, you know, picture frames, just stuff to remind you of home. And I just realized that I couldn't find a whole bunch of decor that I liked over there. And so, so yeah, so then, so one of the, one of the oddest things that I brought was a birdcage <laughs> that I filled with potpourri and I thought it was a great idea. And I mean, I caught so much for that. <laughs> Wait, so you traveled with how, I mean, how much luggage did you take for the three of you? For the four? For well, the four. Yeah. Oh, because you were moving in. Uh, we were we were going back to Italy. I was going back to Italy after the wedding. Okay. We flew out on August 14th. We could each bring two bags at the time, so oh my gosh, we so brought you eight bags. Moved, you moved with just that? With eight big duffel eight bags. Eight big bags. Yeah. yeah.
us about where you live. Well, since I, I came over first and started working, I found a little place in the town of about 25,000 people. Uh, oh, town that's a called, pretty good town. Yeah, it's a nice-sized mm-hmm. town. Called mm-hmm. Cole Valdelsa, which mm-hmm. is in Tuscany between Florence and Siena. So we lived there for two years, and then we moved out closer to my work in the countryside um, so that we could do, we were, had the uh, experience in the town, and then we wanted an experience in the countryside. Mm-hmm. So we moved to the countryside, and the closest town to us was about 1,200 people. It was right next to a sheep farm, and the yeah. boys would go over there and watch the sheep get sheared. And uh, Will, our youngest boy, went over there and would have... Uh, breakfast with the farmers and mm-hmm. just be boys in the countryside. Yeah. 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 So we got to do both. We got to do the city mm-hmm. living because our first apartment was on the main drag in this town. It was in an old bell tower, and uh, right, which was bombed in the during the war, which was bombed, oh. and so eventually, but it probably explains the soaring ceilings. I mean, these were like twenty foot ceilings wow. in every room of the house really? with these beautiful frescoes. Painted, yeah. Wait, so was, you lived in a bell tower? It, it was a one big room? It used to be a bell okay. tower. Yeah. So after it was bombed, I guess they turned Just it into apartments. Okay. Turned it into apartments, yeah. <gasps> How fantastic. So, the, so yeah, and so it was on the main drag, and literally right outside our front door was a bar. So the boys would, and Patrick, you know, would get up and go over there and get their coffee and get pastries. Get their espresso oh, yeah. And, and, yeah, and their pastries. The mini market across the street and a bread oh. company right down the street. Not the bread company. But, uh, <laughs> a place to buy yeah. bread. And then a, a, a what's it in Italian? Panificio. Yeah, it is Panificio. Yeah. yeah. And then there's to a you, there's a, a meat, know, meat right? store too, and a, a couple of restaurants. Because mm-hmm. in those old town, it was developed before cars were around. So obviously everything's close and within walking distance. You tell me first. What did you love about Italy? And then you tell me, Gussie. I think I fell in love with Italy probably when I was six years old. My great-grandfather grew up outside Milan, and they came over to visit us when I was probably six years old or so. Mm-hmm. And at that point, uh, six or eight, I there was something implanted in my head that if I am 80 years old and don't know Italian or don't know about mm-hmm. that part of my family... I would feel a loss. So I think at that point, that seed was planted. And I think it was nurtured when I went over to Italy after my eighth grade uh, year um, and fell in love with uh, the architecture, the food, the the streets, everything. It was so foreign to the U.S. and my, uh, my, li- my first 13 years of my life in, in St. Louis. I, just, I remember driving down the highway after getting off of the plane and just f- having that first feeling of being in a foreign place, in a foreign land, <clears throat> foreign, you know, seeing stuff in a different way, mm-hmm. uh, which was different than the familiarness with which I, I lived those first 13 years. So, okay, so what about you? What do I love about yeah. Italy? Um, so when you hear of Tuscany, you automatically think of the Tuscan hills and these big, beautiful rolling hills and We've all seen them in movies and magazines and, you know, books. And and it's just like that, but even more incredible. 
And we got to wake up and drive through these hills every single day. And it never, it never got old. Not only are you in the Tuscan Hills, but you're in the Tuscan Hills scattered with these hay bales yeah. everywhere. And it's, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. And, and Patrick and I talks about it like regularly. You know, like I wonder if the locals appreciate this or if since they were born here, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've been here for five years and we still are just like, man, you can't get over how beautiful it is. Okay, so your first daughter was born in Italy. She was. So, Gus, what was it like having a baby in Italy compared to having a baby in the U.S.? So. Were you, were you freaked out? Totally freaked out. So how do you go to the doctors and how do you... Well, so, so I found an English-speaking doctor. Oh, you did. In okay. Siena, okay. And she spoke English pretty well. And so, yeah, I mean, at first I was like, I don't know, Patrick, I don't want to have... The baby over here, I'd feel much more comfortable going back to the States and having the baby. But, I mean, it just, it's so, pregnancy just in general is so unpredictable. And obviously, you, you want your husband, the father of the child there. And so we didn't want to run that risk yeah. of, so, so, yeah, so we had the baby there. When it came time to have the baby is when I realized how different it really is from over here. So I go in and... Your labor room is a, a big room with six beds in it. So you can be in a labor room with as many as five other women laboring. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, I labored in a room with only one other woman, but the poor thing was deaf. Her oh. husband was deaf. They had no idea how loud they were being. And they were just... <laughs> you know, when you're going through something oh. like that, you just want you know, calmness, yes. serenity, peace, quietness. And that is not <laughs> what we had. <laughs> and I just remember, I kept looking at Patrick like, come on. So anyway, so, and it went pretty quickly. And then they move you to uh, your delivery room. And first of all, they have you walk to your delivery room, which I thought was incredible because you're having contractions and you're having to stop. And like, because they're that painful at that point, stop in the middle of the hallway, let your contraction go, and then continue your walk to the delivery room. So we get to the delivery room, and I guess it was a very slow night at the (laughs) hospital in Siena because our delivery room was packed. Every single employee that had to be working (laughs) that night was in our room. And I don't know if it was out of boredom or if they just wanted to see the American girl give birth. You know? (laughs) No way. A dozen people in the room. There were a dozen people. And I'm like laying there, laboring. You know, it comes time to start pushing. And every, you know, there's people speaking in Italian. Some of them speak a little bit of English. And this guy who's trying to be sweet and trying to speak English because he knows that that's my language. And he starts, you know, everyone's saying, push, push, mostly in Italian. And this man says to me, pull, you know, pull. I'm like, oh my God, don't pull, don't pull. 
then the nurse looks at him to the side and says, no, it's not pull, it's push, push. <laughs> push, push, push. Speedy, speedy. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And But it was just as sweet when that baby came out, that room full of people. And Aww. I think it's still special for them. I don't care. I don't think that they care how many births that they've seen. When a new baby comes into the world and they see, you know, the, the father and the mother and the brand new baby mm-hmm. all together, it was just silence. philosophy on 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 your four wonderful children i think a lot of it has to do with uh living living on top of each other for five years because you know it's apartment living in italy for the most part people live in apartments you don't live in a house unless you have a farm right Right. and right and it's difficult to find an apartment with more than two bedrooms and Really, we were living on top of each other, but and we didn't have any other family. You know, our if we had, I wouldn't say I had friends. I would say that we had people, colleagues of Patrick's that we would socialize with from time to time. And so when, so all you have is your family. I remember going out to dinner the first night, and I ordered an Italian for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't remember what Charlie said. If he said, "Oh, I really want to be able to do that," mm-hmm. and obviously he did. Um, but you're relying upon each other for food in that instance and, and getting around and you're trusting each other and you're, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're, you're bonding together mm-hmm. as a family and you don't have soccer games and basketball games and all these other things that you run around yeah. here right now. We're running around bringing them to sporting events. It's, uh-huh. we didn't do that over there. So we weren't running around. We were just spending time together. With one another. Yeah. yeah. So they would ride bikes together, the two boys, or mm-hmm. we would watch movies together and. Which was nice, I think, especially at that time of our our marriage and our yeah. our lives, was to spend that time together and to, I guess, blend ourselves together. And it's funny; it's like it became a habit. You know, you do something for so long, it becomes a habit. And even now that we're back here, living in these big old yeah. Central West End houses yeah. where there's plenty of space for people to go do whatever they want we still find each other all you know piled up in one room (laughs) (laughs) so it's 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 nice it's it's been really nice Okay, so if you had to name one thing, you only get one thing that you miss. How many things do they get? They only get one. One. Okay. Between the two of us? And each. Okay. <laughs> okay, Patrick. Uh, I would say just the experience while we were there in the boys' age of spending time together. Because when they're six and eight or uh, five and seven, you know, those are great ages in their ages in which the kids are really absor- absorbing everything. And they look up to their parents and they don't talk back or question. <laughs> <laughs> and we would, you know, spending that time together as a family and, um, you know, not necessarily doing anything in particular, but doing stuff together. 
um, at that age of when the boys were over there. Without any outside noise. Yeah, without the, yeah, without the noise. Right. That is right. Those ages, five to seven, especially yeah. boys. I mean, I don't all I had was two boys, but right. I just remember those guys, they would spend every minute with you if they could. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, just such a cool sweet us. age. I remember we were watching a movie. I, you probably could tell that story better than me. Maybe it was Superman or oh. the Hulk. Yeah. And they were watching it with Gus, and they said something like, I think Will said to Charlie, do you think, uh, do you think the Hulk is as strong as Dad? Oh, yeah. And Charlie said, "No way." Oh, no. <laughs> no way. So yeah, it is. He a, knew it is his a, dad was stronger oh. than the Hulk. <laughs> so it, it is a sweet age. Yeah. Okay, Gussie, what about you? Okay, so I think one of the things that I miss most is you know once you get over to Europe, travel is pretty easy. Unfortunately, we were able to take a bunch of trips, you know, and expose expose the boys to a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think the last trip we took was to Croatia, and we just went to this town on, is that, what do you call it, like a seaport town? What do you call it? A port, yeah. port town. Port town, mm-hmm. yeah. Port town. Yeah, and, um, and it wasn't anything special that we did there, but it was just, I don't know why, and we all walked away from that trip saying that that was our favorite out of all the years we've had here and the trips mm-hmm. we've taken that was our favorite one, which happened to be our last one before we moved back. So I would say the thing that I miss most is all those you know, little trips that we were able to take together. So you guys are a happily married, successfully married couple. Beautiful. They look like Barbie and Ken. Exactly. So do, are there any... We, I find that Gina and I play... We have these little games that we play. I don't know that they really have... What games? games? <laughs> I'm not talking... This is a family podcast. I'm not talking about anything like that. There's just little... Do you guys... Are there anything that you guys do together to... You know, just the two of you. We play Moncala. You mean like that kind of uh, stuff? Well, no, here, no, so no, let me tell you the game that we play. Okay? It's usually a variation of the game of chicken. All right? You know, the, don't look at me like that. You know we play this game. Uh, I'm, I'm So there, there's, you know, you know what chicken is, right? So we have two versions of chicken. The first version of chicken is um, who is going to throw out the stuff in the refrigerator oh. that's going bad. Oh. Yeah. That's one version, and she she plays that really well. Yeah. I'm the one who throws it out. Yeah. And then I caught her playing this other game of chicken. You haven't played this game? I, I have. Toilet paper chicken? <laughs> toilet paper rolled chicken? That's the yeah. one. You know, where you're like, you're getting close she to the end, that, and you're like yeah. tearing off a half of a panel, yeah. of, you know, like that. No, she just leaves the empty <laughs> roll. Oh, that's, that's I exactly. totally on do ta- that. On top of this little half wall next to the toilet. And she doesn't replace it. I That's exactly what I saw. I went, I went to the, up to the bathroom the other day, and usually there's a little bit that's hanging, fluttering a little bit. Yeah. No, this is the part that's like spot welded onto the paper roll. <laughs> that was it. It was just like, I am not changing this. Too bad. How far was it, uh, the trash can away? It's pretty far. Yeah. I mean, you know, in a fix, you'd be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's what, so we do have that in common. I think we do that. We also do the... The dishwasher. Oh, yeah. Emptying the dishwasher. Yeah. Or. Yep. But that's your deal. 
That's supposed to be your deal. Oh, well, that, I do the that, cooking that and he cleans no up. My deal, I guess. That is why they're so good at it. Yeah. Right. They don't know they're playing the game. They just think we're supposed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, I'm, getting no. the, I'm getting the glare from Gina. <laughs> it's going to be a long Sunday night. <laughs> um, well, thank you, you guys. Absolutely. This is fun. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are the best. You know, you guys are the best. I can't believe you're leaving us. Okay, we'll stay. (laughs) (laughs) So that was really special. Thanks for, for doing that. I think that these are the podcasts that I'll actually listen to when we leave. Unlike, um, unlike all the other yeah, podcasts. Yeah, I don't listen to our podcast. No. Um, because as it gets closer to our departure date and I get more sad, um, I'm. it's it's helpful to know that we have them recorded um, so that I can, I can listen to them when we're gone. I'm just excited because... Um, because they had such a great experience. I'm yeah. thinking about all the things that we're going to learn and how close we're going to grow to each other and all that stuff that's going to happen, which you don't know. I mean, you kind of know it at a very high level, but the details of it are, you know, obviously to be determined. Mm-hmm. And they're just such a great family. Yeah. I mean, they would do great anywhere, but it was really um, it was really interesting to hear what they had to say about all this stuff, about what childbirth was like and what their approach to parenting was like and the living in a little town and living. It was just great. I thought it was great. We love, we love them very much. So, uh, so thanks Patrick and Gussie for doing that. Gina, give them the deets, give them the URLs, the handles, the emails, the, you know. Okay. If you want to send us an email, our address is tutodopio at gmail.com. That's T-U-T-T-O-D-O-P-P-I-O at gmail.com. You can also visit us online at tutodopio.com or like us on Facebook Facebook.com backslash Tutodopio Farm, all one word. Or follow us on Twitter. Here I must comes. admit, I actually um, looked at the Twitter account, and you've been... Tweeting. Tw- yeah, tweeting our grades, which is... which Humiliating. <laughs> For two overly educated <laughs> people, getting D's and F's you would think is this, not so great. <laughs> you would think this level of public humiliation would have improved our vocabulary by now we just can't get it no oh my gosh well we're starting you know we're studying early in the morning before the caffeine's so um so our so our twitter handle is tuto underscore dopio t-u-t-t-o underscore d-o-p-p-i-o and if you like the podcast please be sure to give it a review or rating on itunes that really helps other people find the podcast thank you so much for those who those of you who have done that gina boca alupo Crepi e lupo. Ciao, baby. Ciao, 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 ciao. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> now, now I'm going to have to burp her in a little bit. So. <laughs> Projectile. That's podcast gold. Okay, right.